How's it going? Today in the Black Tie Affair, Patrick and I get really, really depressed about the fate of the Affordable Care Act. We also get down and dirty about the differences between a single person going on a date and a married person going on a date. Then we talk about some pop culture stuff like Kim Kardashian in blackface? Take a listen. Hey, welcome again to another episode of the Black Tie Affair, the show where two friends talk about politics, pro sports, and pop culture. Kinda. I'm one of your hosts, Jelani, and to my left, Kurt Tap. That's not. Who's that? <laughs> That's me, Kurt Tap. Kurt Tap. I want you to explain that. You just say my name backwards. Why? Why? Tapp. Why am I saying your name backwards? Kurt Tap. Okay. Okay. I, I hit the reverse on you. Yeah. yeah. Reverse, on <laughs> Re- reverse. Reverse. <laughs> Spin it around for me. That's ridiculous. Well, whatever. That's whatever. Okay. We'll let that go. Um, I. You know, we're going to do it that way. Then I am your host, Acknowledge. I'll do my shit backwards, too. So there you go. There you go. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us. We are on number episode 19. Number episode 19. We're on episode number 19. That's what we're on. Sure. We're on that. And we want to thank you guys so much for listening to us. We're almost at the 20, but that does not mean that this episode is not going to be full of fun, fantastic news, jokes and jokes and jokes and all kinds of other really cool shit. <laughs> jokes and jokes and jokes exactly. and cool shit. Exactly. But with that said, Patrick, what's new? So, normally, Jelani, this news story we save to the very end of our news segment. Yeah, that's about the, the about the Affordable Care Act, right? isn't it, right? The Obamacare. Yeah. It is in critical condition. Life support. No, well, yeah, life support, critical condition. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being a bit overblown, but let me explain. Okay. So the Republicans are now trying to pass uh, a repeal of Obamacare. They have, in the middle of the night, over the last week, two weeks, actually crafted a piece of legislation. And, you know, when legislation gets passed that affects one-fifth of the economy, they usually do it in the public. But who cares about that one-fifth of people? Well, they are the dregs of society, obviously. Well, the one-fifth of the economy. Not even people. Who cares about the economy? (laughs) Who cares? We have the other four-fifths. Exactly. (laughs) That's a lot of fifths. Um, They usually do it by having public hearings, committees witnesses come and testify there have been no committee hearings whatsoever regarding this piece of legislation and they are about to pass legislation to repeal obamacare and take away millions of health care from americans i uh, how close is this to being actually going through i mean how close so they have just today released. Um, they have just today released plans on what the legislation is going to look like. And I saw that. I saw a lot of stuff that didn't look good for anybody that I know. And so it's also at the Congressional Budget Office right now, the CBO. Mm-hmm. So the CBO will, will what they call score it, and they will crunch the numbers and they will actually give us a result um, to let us know what the full impact will be. Now, Republicans are actually planning to have a vote by the end of this week. So by the time we listen to this podcast, 
by the time we actually um, air it, um, it may we 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 are we may already be down the road of repeal of Obamacare. So when you get to this part of the pod, guys, go ahead and pause, look it up somewhere, and see <laughs> what happened because I want to know. So let me share with you some highlights that were uncovered today about this new healthcare plan. Break it down. So first and foremost, uh, it is going to reduce Medicaid coverage for Americans. Johnny, do you know what Medicaid is? Medicaid is like that thing that supports like poor people, and I know it helps with Planned Parenthood. And it's like a like a the extra like like a crutch. It's a, well, Medicaid is a program that's a federally funded program that provides insurance and care for poor people okay. and for children. All right. And so what ends up happening is that the federal government issues out certain pots of money to states depending upon the population and the need. And what ends up happening is the states actually administer the program. So the federal government funds it and they allow the states to administer it. During Barack Obama's um, administration, the passage of Obamacare, mm-hmm. the Medicaid coverage was expanded for poor people and children. So you can cover more poor people and children. So some of that wasteful spending there about talking about. <laughs> right. So now what they're planning to do is they're planning to roll back those expansions. And they're doing so by by taking back the savings and giving them back to the wealthy. Because the way this program was funded originally was tax cuts to wealthy people. And those tax, excuse me, tax cuts, those taxes to wealthy people. Now, this implementation will actually um, give tax breaks to the wealthy and give that money back to them. All right, finally, something for the heartland of America. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, the rich, but, yeah. Exactly, no, it makes sense because here's the thing. You have a situation where those rich people with that extra money, what are they going to do with it? They're going to take that extra money and they're going to give that who? To jobs. They're going to make jobs with that extra money. That's what happens. It, it burns in their pocket. They're like, you know what? I need to go ahead and do some of this money. I'm going to make a job. I get this money out of my pocket. So making a job is not like planting a bushel of um, toma- tomatoes. No, tomatoes. <laughs> a bushel of cherries. I don't know. <laughs> Just say Cherry plant trees. something. Plant. Just say plant something. This, 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 it's not like, clear, clearly I don't plant, okay? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Your metaphors are all fucked up. It's not like planting. Break it down for me. Tell it's me not like planting uh, a pumpkin patch. It doesn't work that way. Sure. Okay? You can't just plant a seed and then just grow. Okay? What rich people do is when they get a tax cut, they do not go out and just simply create a job. They actually go out and they actually take that money and they store it overseas in offshore accounts. We're talking about the multi-million dollars. We're not talking about people who make 100000 a year. We're not talking about the people who are making even a million dollars a year. Okay? We're talking about multi-multi-millionaires. Like the big, big, big money folks. Right. Okay. Those folks are the ones who are going to be getting the tax cuts. They don't need more tax cuts. They do not need more tax cuts. And this is what the first thing, the first item that uh, Trump Care will, will, will do is basically take money from Medicaid expansion and give it back to the wealthy. Second thing it will do is it will decrease subsidies to help people afford health insurance. So I don't want to get wonky on this. And get too too bogged down with the details, but essentially healthcare is expensive. And what the federal government says is, we will help you with subsidies. We will help give you tax credits, or we will help fund and make it cheaper for you to uh, to buy insurance. Trumpcare will take that away. There are some people right now that traditionally pay, let's say, three hundred dollars a month in healthcare insurance. This because of a federal subsidy, you're not paying the real cost. 
the federal government is paying a portion of it for you. They pay the portion that's dependent upon your income. So the federal government looks at what your income is, look at what type of health care plan you want, and you purchase it based off of that. What Trumpcare is doing is it will take away those subsidies, which will make you pay full price. Right now, you're buying insurance at a discount. So that's a bad thing. No, honestly, it's a fucking bad thing. Like, it's an awful thing. It's yeah. not, you can't even be sarcastic no, and make a joke. No, it's actually, an awful no, thing. No, I, actually, I, I stopped midway it's through. A, it's I stopped awful. midway through because it's so ridiculous. Like, you are, you are going forward with just taking these things away from us, the American people, who, especially the ones who voted for you, who are already detriment, who are already talking about how much money they don't have and all this stuff, saying, I'm going to bring back jobs, all the other bullshit that you've been saying over and over again, and none of it's happened. And then you go to be so bold to say, let me go ahead and take the little that you have from you and make things that are already like ex- so expensive and make it more expensive or impossible to get. And so here's another part of the plan is it now will not allow these federal subsidies. So if you get these federal subsidies, if the plan includes um, uh, uh, family planning, yeah, like uh, abortion, yeah, it will not be allowed to. Uh, uh, you will not get any federal sub subsidies for that. So if you want to get this great plan, but in that plan it has a comprehensive coverage that re- that provides things like that, like abortion. Um, the federal government said, no, you cannot use our money for that. So you will have to pay full price for that insurance, but, regardless of what your regardless of what your income is. But due to the Hyde Amendment, there's you can't use government funds for abortions already. So what are they even worried about? Well, they're making it they're making it more difficult for insurers to be able to buy provide access and coverage. They're just making it more expensive for poor people. So the next thing that it does is it will cut all federal funding from Planned Parenthood, uh, like you mentioned. And here's the thing is, like to your point about the Hyde Amendment, the Hyde Amendment says you cannot use funding for abortions. Planned Parenthood already, all of their monies is segregated. So abortion money, if you want to call it abortion money, it's it, it's from private funds. Or it's self-funded. Exactly. It's not federal exactly. money. I know actually, that. Yeah, I, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, actually commingle. And when the last high, or the last couple of highlights I want to give to you, this this this, this damn tree, this this Trump tree that has a bunch of ornaments on it. Yeah, it's more like low lights, but go ahead. <laughs> it will remove the requirement that mid-sized and large companies provide coverage to workers. Employees uh, will there is no mandatory um, there there's no need for mandatory coverage now. So if you have, because right now, if you have a business of 50 employees or more, the federal government requires you to have insurance for your employees. Trump Curl will take that back. The only exception now is for small businesses. If you're a small company, you know, you don't have to have that. But when you reach 50 or more, then you're required. They're rolling that back. It's so fucking obvious how many people would lose insurance based off of this it's so ridiculous that people would like seem like oh i had insurance now it's just gone it's just it's just gone, gone. It's, it's just, just gone. oh it's, I, my baby would be in taking care part of your healthcare package anymore or if i work with a really small business like oh like well i'm not paying for that you better figure it out also yeah. it's a small business so you aren't getting paid that much no. so you better figure it out you better figure it out yeah you better figure and also okay so we're gonna get insurance from you try to go on the market guess what you can't get the best coverage of course not 
good luck because now there's no marketplace. There's no pool. The whole reason why people can even get insurance now is because you created a marketplace. What that means is that the reason why insurance is cheap as a whole for, if you go through your employer because you group people together. And what happens when you group people together, you moderate the risk pool. So you take old people, young people, and middle-aged people, you combine them all together so that the risk pool is evened out. The 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 pain is spread out, right? Yes. So what this one does is you no longer, if your company does not allow for you to have a healthcare cover, uh, a, a group plan, you have to go in the open market by yourself. And, and I haven't even got into them having uh, what they call uh, risk pools, which we talked about last time, which which they basically bunch all the sick people together mm-hmm. and say, you want insurance here. Yeah. All you sick people can have insurance together. You guys are grouped together. But they're the most expensive plants you can buy. It's funny because eight years ago when they were talking about when Obamacare was going to be implemented, they are talking about all these death camps and all this other shit. Death and panels. Death panels and all kinds of they are talking about, about. People were like, oh, man, it's going to scare you. All this stuff that's going to out to get you and you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. No, it's just real now, bro. Like, it wasn't real before. <laughs> and the real shitty thing is this last piece of highlight I want to share with you. There is an opiate addiction in this country. There are some states that are suing pharmaceutical companies because of the amount of opiates that they have distributed in this country. Okay? Johnny, what is an opiate? It's um, like a prescription drug, typically for like pain relief and things like that, that people can get really, really addicted to. Absolutely. So there's a crisis in this country of opiate addiction, and in the con- in, in the congressional bill, the first bill, there was a hundred. Uh, excuse me, there was forty five billion dollars that was dedicated to ten year funding for it. In the Senate bill, you know what they slashed it to? Two billion dollars. They went from forty five billion dollars to two billion dollars to help with opiate addiction. What the fuck is that? <laughs> You see how I'm not even saying anything? I don't even know how I don't even know how to respond to some of this stuff. It's so redonkulous. So what's the next steps? Yeah, please tell me what the next right? steps are. It's with the CBO, which means we will find out next week what the real effect will be. Okay, so we'll be able to have data information to show how deep and how hurtful this bill will be. That's number one. Number two is Republicans cannot lose more than two votes. Two, two votes. And there are four senators who already came out, Republican senators who already came out and said that they are not, the way it's set up, they are not voting for it. There's no way. And those are Senators Ted Cruz, Ron Johnson, Mike Lee, and Rand Paul. And these are the most conservative. These are the like small federal government because in, in large part, I think because they think that it's too... It's still too expensive. Ron Paul is the one that doesn't want that wants the smallest government possible that he can drown it in the bathtub. That's that's the type of federal government Ron Paul wants. The signs to me, and this is what they quoted, okay, today. They remain open to voting for it after further negotiation and obtaining more information, but that it does not appear this draft as written will accomplish the, the most important promise that we made to Americans which is to repeal Obamacare and lower healthcare costs. These four senators are not even your moderate senators, okay? The moderate senators have not even weighed in yet. So again, Mitch McConnell cannot lose more than two, and he's already lost four conservatives. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're saying situations like we have to lower healthcare costs for Americans. Like, that's the, the, the complete opposite of that. So I don't know how they could ever vote for this bill, but I mean, people vote with their party sometimes. And what I'm thinking is that, this is the first. This is the first version. 
the most extreme version the Senate has mm-hmm. as a negotiation tactic. It will, it will be tapered back because that's where you start negotiation. Right, you start from what you really want and go backwards. Okay, I get, and that makes sense. Now, what happened to you talking about the situation where something had to be voted for before July Fourth, before the recess? This is it. Uh, this is coming up. Where are we now? We're at the end of June. Exactly. Exactly. They have next week to vote on it. All right. Okay. Huh. Well, is there any way for us to fight this before we move into the next segment? I mean, the next uh, topic. Is there any way for us to fight this? I know we talked about it a little bit more before because, like, here's the thing: when they were they did something that's kind of pretty smart. When they were in a situation where they essentially took the teeth out of the news and made it seem like all news is bad news, essentially, even when people are reported that this is going on, people are just fundamentally saying la, 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 that's not true, that's not true, until it actually hits them in real life. And so you have people who are willfully ignoring something that's going to be detrimental to them. And most of these funding cuts, if that's what we're still on, is going to happen in Trump red states. Yeah. They receive the most federal benefits for these programs that are going to get cut. Yeah. So the pains are coming. The pains are coming for these folks. And that's one thing, too, about dictatorships. The first thing that despots and dictators do in any country is they eliminate and they discredit the media. Yeah. Once you do that, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. This is happening, people. Oh. It's happening. Okay, okay. Well, give me some bright news. Hopefully some bright news. What happened in Georgia with that vote? Georgia! Georgia! Was not very sweet. Oh, damn it! Why'd you sing it to me, not man? very sweet. Why'd you sing it to me? So you know how we, we talked about a couple pods ago about Karen Handel and John Ossoff and uh-huh. they were going to run off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did I say was going to happen? You said he might not win? I said he might not win. It's very unlikely mm-hmm. that he will win. Yeah. Lonnie, am I ever wrong? Yes! <laughs> what the hell? Why would you ask me that question? And think I was gonna give well, you that on this occasion, Jelani, I was not wrong. Damn it. John Ossoff, the Democrat, lost. <sighs> a lot of people are sad about it. A lot of people are thinking, oh my gosh, the Democrats had a chance to win this one. They should have won this seat. Let me give you some facts hmm. about what happened. So the Republican won this seat. This is this a lot of these special elections, the seats that they're replacing are Republican seats, people. Yeah. These are seats that um the person who was holding the seat before left to go join the Trump administration. So these are inherently Republican seats. So if we look at this particular race, the sixth district in Georgia. Trump won this um, state by very, I mean, they run this district by very little, maybe like three percentage points or two percentage points. Okay. So he barely won it, but he won the state overall by quite a bit, Mm. by quite a bit. And more importantly, this seat was held back in November when the Republican ran for re-election again. That Republican won that seat by 20,000 votes. I mean, I'm asking by 20% percentage points. Okay. This has been a Republican seat for a long time. There is a couple of instances where Democrats ran it, but this is Georgia. Two-thirds of the counties that here are super extremely conservative. Right. So it was uphill battle for him to fight and win anyways. There was another election in South Carolina. If I don't know if you knew that. It was a special election. The Did same not thing. know that. A uh, Republican named Ralph Norman won. And he just trounced the other guy. The point I'm trying to make and what Democrats can take away, though, is that the Democrats did not lose by that much. They're 5-0. and So the last five special elections, they've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nancy Pelosi, the leader of the Democrats, um, she's getting you know, she's getting caught in, under fire right now. She got a lot of criticism because a lot of people fell, and the national narrative is that she should have won this seat. The Democrats should have won this seat, but they did it. How much is a reflection on what happens in 2018? I think it's yet to be seen. Um, people can prognosticate, but I think let's see what type of legislation passes and let's see how the Republicans end up hanging themselves. Because right now, there's really been nothing that has passed that will eviscerate and gut Republicans. And it's not that the Democrats can pin the candidate with a particular piece of legislation. Does that make sense? That does make that makes total sense. They haven't fucked up enough to say, okay, remember that happened that you guys all hate? They did this to you. They, right. Th- that hasn't happened yet. That's right. And so like even the Republican that's running now, they're oh they can say, look, I didn't vote on that. That wasn't something I voted on. But once they vote on something mm-hmm. and they'll and they have to go back to their constituents and stand by their vote, that's a different story. Yeah. So there's that dynamic. That makes total sense. I understand. I understand. I understand. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um more news things. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Like Cosby was in. Was in the in the news. It's a little little tidbit. Who was that? Bill Bill Cosby. He's a he's a kind of a guy. Kind of a big. Oh, the guy like to touch people. That guy. Yeah, and, guy. And, and uh, uh, put roofies in people's drinks. Oh, allegedly. Well, apparently the jury that was um, going to try his um, or sentence him or try him to see if he's found guilty or not guilty. Yeah. The judge called a mistrial. They could not, the uh, jury could not come to a unanimous decision. See, the thing that's funny about that, typically the terminology for that is a hung jury, but they said a mistrial, which I mean, I know it's kind of the same thing, but when you say mistrial, it almost sounds as if they just said, hey, there's not enough evidence here. This is a trial's mistrial, you know, but that's not what the actual situation was. It was 10 out of 12. That's a lot of people who said, hey, maybe this guy messed up. Yeah. So they're going to retry him again gonna happen again but they couldn't come to a decision and i think when bill cosby came out he was like putting both arms up like yay i think he even sang a song i forgot what he's saying but um he's pretty happy for now temporarily okay so this is something that i'm going to be upset about so i'm probably not going to talk too much about it <laughs> just letting you know like so, yeah go ahead you go for it it's I, important news I, it's very important news so go ahead and get into it i'm just gonna go ahead and just like take some breathing t- uh exercises right here <laughs> So, Philando Cas- Castle, um, Castile, 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 uh, was shot by a Minnesota police officer last year. Uh, the Minnesota police officer was, uh, this was his trial that just came up. Um, now, just to remind folks, um, Castile was a 32-year-old black man. He was pulled over um, during a traffic stop. Um, he told the officer that he had a gun in the car, uh, which he had a license for. The officer shot him multiple times because he says that he thought um, he was reaching for the gun. Um, now, his girlfriend, who live-streamed it, um, I don't know if you remember this, but he live, she live-streamed it yes. um, and says that um, Castile made it clear that uh, he was not going to reach for the gun, but the cop shot him anyways. Um, his family says the system continues to fail black people. And um, another example of some would say um, justice not served. Exactly. Like, the reason why this is so important is that, like, if I get on Twitter or something like that and I have situations where people are like, well, he should have done this or he should have done that, they're not typically talking about this particular example because they always have a situation where the narrative is, well, 
where did he fuck up? Where did the guy fuck up that got him killed? Or the woman fuck up that got him killed? In this situation, there's there's nothing to say. There's no, they should have done this because he fucking did everything right. When you do everything right and you're still killed, then what's the problem? It's a fundamental systematic error that's within that particular group that you have to start being honest about. And no one wants to be honest about it. People want to act like, no, 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 no. It's this, that, or the other. No, we have to have these conversations. We have to have them be honest and say, there's something wrong. You can't be this superhuman and subhuman at the exact same time, which is what they treat black people like. They're like, I need to shoot you 110,000 times because you're a creature, some kind of monster that can't be stopped. But also, who cares because you're subhuman anyway, so nobody's going to miss you. Um, yeah, go ahead. And part of that, I think, is a lot of that is about education and cultural education for police officers. Yes. Right. I think a lot of that comes from... I think if you're if you're born to a situation where you don't have much connection to a black person or culturally into that community, then when you arrive there and you deal with the 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 lowest of the low, um, the slummies, the slum people, the degenerates, and people who quite honestly are criminals, and you see that they so happen to be minorities, then you attribute that day in and day out. So even if you went in there clean, you now because of your job, you now think that black, white, Latinos or black Asian Latinos um, are like this way. Yeah. And you've and you don't know anybody else in your community who might be a minority who 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 you think of as an upstanding person. Yes, it's anecdotal evidence that's brought based off of your situation as your job. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're right. So now when you run into someone, immediately you have your defense mechanism on. Yeah, you're absolutely and, right. You know, cops are to a large degree, their job is already hard and they're required in many cases to be social workers. They're, they they have to be moderators. I mean, it's just even dealing with homeless people yeah. and crazy people, yeah. right? I mean, that's we, we, we burden the cops with it. So there's a deeper, deeper discussion we have to have about how we police our communities and who polices our communities and what our standards of enforcement is. Um, until that happens, we're going to continue to have things like this happen over and over again. Yeah. Um, and one news story that I saw that was pretty awful, it just came up. Um, there's a family that it was in Seattle. Uh, Seattle police shot and killed a pregnant mother. Yeah, the, yeah. Because this lady, she had a knife in her hand, and she had called the police herself because someone she was trying to report a burglary. That's right. And she was basically had the knife in her hand to defend herself. But when they saw her with the knife, they decided, okay, let's go ahead and shoot her. Right. And she was mentally ill, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. The girl's name was Shalina Lyle. She was 30 years old, a black mother. Uh, black mother. Um, and uh, you're absolutely right. The cops came there to to investigate a robbery, and they shot her. They shot her because they said she allegedly, you know, was holding a knife, and she died on this scene, including her baby. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. The one that the the the, the unborn yeah. baby. The yeah. unborn baby. Yeah. The unborn baby. Yeah. 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 But like, like that's the thing. I was like, like I said, that's that superhuman stuff. Like a person with a knife who like you could you didn't even try to say oh put it down or anything. Like, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Like, that kind of reaction. Like, it's... But that's part of it, too, is if this girl's mentally ill, police officers need to have the proper training to be able to call a certain unit or another uh, professional come and mitigate the situation. Exactly. Treat it like you would a hostage situation. Exactly. And and, and they've done that before with other, like, people. And I'm saying it's like, the... the, 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 the the common denominator is what what what, what concerns me a little bit, but that, that and and, yeah. and this is Seattle. This isn't like exactly. Bodunk, exactly. south of the border. Exactly, you know, um, uh, that's why it's like it's, it's an institution. It's it's in the, yeah. the thread of our nation a little bit. So it's like yeah yeah, it's true. 
Wusa. 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 Brighter days, brighter <laughs> days, brighter days. All right, the new segment is over. Good. Well, I paused on purpose. Uh, <laughs> we are done. Exactly. I don't have anything else today. Excellent. I'm I think glad. I've depressed us enough. Yes, we certainly have. Let's go ahead and jump into that weekend wrap up. Tell me how your weekend was. Well, I gotta go first? You gotta go first. Fine, fine. I'll go first. It's whatever. I'll go first. Because I have a really long weekend wrap up. That's that's good. <laughs> that, that's fine. Because you did talk a lot anyway during that depressing um, news segment. Let's go ahead and talk about what happened with me. Uh, so, first things first. We saw each other um, on a day that was not a podcast day. That's strange. It's almost like seeing your teacher at the supermarket. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I was. I was super uncomfortable about it. We were both at our friend's wife's graduation. She's a nurse. She got pinned. I guess that's some kind of nurse um, little ceremony that I'm unaware <laughs> pinning, of. Pinning ceremony. Like yes, the pinning. pinning ceremony. And she got pins. They they gave they they start puncturing people randomly with the in the in the, the nurse fields. Uh, so we were hanging out Buffalo Wild Wings. Catching up with friends, drinking, telling people about the pod if they didn't know about it. Having a good time. That was fun. That was fun. And then, then on the next day, which was a Friday, I went out with that same girl who I now can say listens to the podcast. So, hi, hands. Um, it's her nickname. Uh, and we went out and we got some Thai food near her house. Which was pretty good. I mean, I know that you being Thai, you know some good Thai food. Actually, we talked about you. We talked about the fact that, you know, your family used to have a Thai restaurant. Yeah, most people do not. I haven't yet to meet one person that does not like Thai food. Because it's delicious. It's fantastic. Yes. I've never. That's the only connection that people have to Thai to Thai people is their food. Like when people find out that I'm Thai, they uh-huh. go, oh my God, <laughs> I love your food. I say, well, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're very welcome. I prepared none of it, but you're welcome. <laughs> you're very welcome. So, and yeah. I grew up with that food. Oh no, I know. Well, yes. you've been to my house. I, I, exactly. No, exactly. No, I was bringing I it up. I you. I was bringing it up. I was yeah. bringing it up. I was like, dude, his mother was legit. She stay legit. Whew, Lord, bring me back. Anyway, at this restaurant, they made the food so damn fast, bro. It was so fast. Like we sat down, I said, I'm gonna have this, I'm gonna have that, boom. And we're like, we we, we swapped like maybe one story and the food was <laughs> in our hands. We're like, this is ridiculous. And then we ate it, it was like, this is ridiculous. Cause it was good. That's what I was so saying. So good. So good. Um, after that, we bounced out to this brewery near her apartment called, I forgot what it was called. It starts with an That's H. That's a good restaurant name. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was called. I'm gonna start a restaurant <laughs> called, that's what it was called. I forgot what it was called. And half people say, where are you going? I forgot what it was called. They're like, no, it's what? It's a great place. I heard it. Yeah, like four stars on Yelp. Right? Um, went there and had some fun. When we first got there, though, it's funny because we tried to sit down, right? We saw this dude who was sitting by himself. And we were like, and we saw he was sitting basically splitting chairs. So the chair on one <laughs> side of him and chair on the other side of him. And there was two of us. We were like, all right. Hey, bro, can we have one of these chairs? He's like, no. He said no. <laughs> he said no. But he had a reason, apparently. He was like, no, because I'm waiting for somebody. Oh, okay. And so we're like, all right, cool. So we sat a little closer to the bar on the other side of it. And we just kind of, and it was cool because it was actually games. So we did started, you give him a side eye still? Well, no, we kind of did. Because here's the thing. We just sat there on the other side of the bar. And we we're kind of looking over at to him. To see if someone actually comes. Exactly. We kept looking. And, it was like, and then he got up. And we're like, oh, this, this motherfucker. This motherfucker lied. Yeah. But he actually did, he actually didn't lie. He went outside because I think he was on some kind of date or something. Because he went outside and then later on somebody came back. Stood in him the, up. No, 
Somebody came in with him. <laughs> Let me finish the story. Somebody came back. So it, it actually worked out that he was with somebody, but still, it wasn't a good look. It was not a good look. Not at all. Then we are um, we got back to her place and we started watching a couple of cable shows because remember American Gods I was telling you about? Yeah. So I got her into that. Okay. And we were watching that for a while. And then we watched, do you know Queen of the South? No. This is a USA TV show. And I know typically you hear a USA TV show, you're like, oh, womp, womp. This is not a bad show. I like it. We watched the first season before, and now the second season has just started. So we watched like two episodes of that. Two major characters have already died in the, in the first two episodes. Shit's hot. It's dope. Fire. Straight fire. Straight fire. Then, then I went to two other things real quick. I went to a pool party and a barbecue at my friend's house. On This was on Saturday, right? Saturday, went to pool party barbecue, and I busted out there real quick. I had all the busy, busy fucking weekends. Not as long as yours, but still pretty busy. Um, after that, I had, you know what, I can get out of here, guys, because I'm going to Grits and Biscuits. You know what Grits and Biscuits is? Um, I know it's a dish. That's... Also true, but you can't go to a dish. <laughs> you cannot go to a dish, right? No, you can go to an event, and Grits and Biscuits was an event. Basically, Grits and Biscuits was this, like, southern um, rap-inspired, like, I guess, just not like a dance hall type Where of situation. It? it was in the, the Hollywood Palladium, and it happens, like, basically once a year. It's like touring, but all it really is is they open this huge place up, invite people for, like, about 20 bucks. You come in, and you dance. There's no real concert. They play a bunch of different hits and beats and music and like a bunch of young people. But it was just so many black people. And it was amazing. It was, just, <laughs> it was it was so overwhelmingly black. And I just felt because I'm like I'm like I don't go to places that are that black all often. But I loved it. I was like this is black as fuck. Ninety eight percent black. Yes, yes. Because I saw a couple of young couple like white dude and his Asian girlfriend. And at first they seemed very uncomfortable until they met their friends later and then they seemed more comfortable. But at first they walk around like. Oh no! What's going to happen to us? <laughs> he felt like that a little bit, but it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Last thing that happened is uh, obviously Sunday was Father's Day, which you're probably going to talk about being a father. But I'm not a father, but my brothers are. <laughs> uh huh. And so um, my younger brother hit me up in the morning. He said, "What are you doing today?" I'm like, "Not, not much." You know, I just called dad and then whatever. He's like, "Well, you know, later on, um, we're going to our older brother's um, house in Redondo." And the kids are going to be over, and his kids are going to be over there. It's going to be good. And mom's going to be there, too. I'm like, cool. So we go down there, drink, eat. My brother is a fantastic cook. My older brother, he just makes crazy-ass good food. I seen food. him. I saw the uh, the, uh, the gram photos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He made this thing called the Thang Thang. That's what he, that's what he <laughs> called it. He didn't know what to call it, so he just called it the Thang Thang. But it was like, he put it into a hamburger bun, and it had meat and bacon and cheese, and it was all in cut and rolls. It was really, really good. It was so good. But thang, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it was the Thang Thang. And we just had a really good time. And then um, later on, my nieces, um, this is the thing, my, my older brother's kind of a weirdo guy. Uh, later on, my niece brought some of her stepsisters because he's in sorority. The sorority that happens to match my brother's fraternity. Oh. And they're like doing like practice steps or whatever. And then my brother was like, y'all got all these girls in here and y'all playing video games. We started playing video games. Like, I'm like, first of all, bro, those girls are way too young for me. If you want to talk to anybody, talk to your son. He's all, yeah, you're right. Because because uh, my nephew was there, too, and he's like 17 or 18. So it's like, yeah, if anybody should be talking, it should be him talking to these girls, not me. Um, but it was, that was fun. That was, that was basically my weekend. I just did all of those things in very short spans of time. Adventures occurred. What about you? What about you? You said you had a very long weekend. Tell me about it. I had a very, very long weekend. Um, I actually had one of those weekends where I sat back and was like literally exhausted from what all that I've done. Uh-huh. 
So let's start off with Saturday. Um, so I actually, on Saturday, I drove through LA County. I actually calculated the mileage I put. I drove 213 miles. That's almost Las Vegas. Yes. I drove that through around LA County. But I start off my day going to go help out my good friend. Um, mm-hmm. He actually has a um, uh, an after school program for uh, seniors in high okay. school. Okay. And I help them do like a mock city council meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to for a couple hours. I went to pick up my kid from my mother in law's house, and then we had two two uh, kitty parties to go to, two toddler parties to go to. Uh, one was near our old house in Covina, mm-hmm. um, our old stomping ground. Um, and we have a friend there, her, I'm not going to say her name, but, um, she listened to our podcast and the moment we arrived to the podcast, she says, she says, no, when we arrived to the party. Oh, I'm sorry. The moment I arrived to the party. You don't arrive to the podcast <laughs> or do you, you don't arrive to dishes either. Yeah. Okay. So the moment we arrived to the party, um, she says, Pat, I promise you I have games. I have things for kids to do here. Everything is good. You know, I do not want to end up on the weekend wrap up. <laughs> I but, don't want to end up on But yes, she still did. But she did. But I told her. And so the whole time she kept, because her husband listens too. Uh-huh. And the whole time she was telling, she was saying, don't mess this up. I don't want, I do not want to be caught <laughs> off guard like that. And so it was a one-year-old party. That's okay, so funny. So here are a couple of good things about the party that were pretty awesome. Um. They had a bunch of great food. Okay. Awesome food. I saved a little bit for the food. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic food. They had a theme. I like when parents put a theme together uh, because it makes it customized and they're creative. And so his theme was like airplanes. I love that. Um, it was at a park. So as parents were setting up and doing things, the kids went and played on the monkey bars. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw that they had pinata. Good job. Good job. Great marks. Um, it looked like it was a fun party. And the reason why I say it looked like because I wasn't able to stay for the whole thing because I had another party to go to oh. in Calabasas. So I couldn't stay for the whole thing. Fancy um, Calabasas. Right, where the Kardashians live. Yes. A couple of things, though, I have to do say about parties. Okay. And this belongs to my own kid, too. Okay, the own criticism. I don't know if you should have a party for one-year-olds. I did, well, we did. But I think we do that because we want to celebrate... The child's one-year-old. It's not an expectation that the kid's really going to remember it. Exactly. Because right? I challenge you to, to tell me about your one-year-old birthday party. I challenge <laughs> no, you. Right. I challenge you. I don't. But I realized that one-year-old, before I had a kid, I realized I thought, some, you know, this stuff is just for the parents, right? Which in, in part it is. It absolutely is. Because I say, oh, the kid's not going to remember it. But you do things as a parent. Um, you do things as a parent, uh, not always because... Because you think your kid's going to remember this forever. You do it because it's fun. You do it because it's memorable for you. Like when we've taken her all these different places, she's probably not going to remember 90% of the places we've gone to. If she takes a few morsels and gems away, that's awesome. But it's for the experience and it's for being able to celebrate who they are. And so that's what my takeaway is. Because having parties for kids who are under the age of five always used to be suspect. But I'm okay with that now. Second part I went to was a, a two-year-old party. We went to our friend's house. Mm-hmm. You know our friend. Yes. You don't go to many of the kids' parties because it's just... It's not a lot for me to do. It's not a lot for you to do. Yeah. I, I, I'll slip in there every once in a while, but sometimes I'm like, what am I do with this? Yeah, what you can't do, do nothing with yeah. that. Yeah. Some, someone asked me, what, why, why isn't Jelani here? And I'm like, he doesn't have a kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's like 72 kids here. What is he going to do? <laughs> uh, but we went to our friend's house in Calabasas where the Kardashians live. 
um, $1.7 million house. Mm. Big house. First time I went there. He has like an oasis. He has, um, he had a great taco guy. He had a taco guy. Okay. Spotter gets extra points for that. Always. Um, but here are a couple of dings about his party. And I'll be honest. I'm being fair. Um, his house, because it's a $1.7 million house, it's not meant for kids to run around in. It is like marble floors. It's like granite, marble granite countertops. It's like, it's not baby proofed. And the kids were running around everywhere, like just being disaster. They were being children? They were being children. Um, and, you know, in part because they didn't have anything for the kids to do. They had a pool, but once it got cold and the kids couldn't play outside, what else was there for them to do? You know what helped solve that? A theme? A theme or a jumper. Oh, that's true. If they would have ran a jumper, the kids would just bounce around. And there was a there was like a dozen kids there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, again, first time parent mistake. They'll learn. Um, and the last thing we did that, that, that night is we went to go see our friend who's a bartender at a strip club. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually uh, went, uh, she went on stage to dance that night. So my wife and I went to her club. Yeah, you guys asked me about this, but I was already out and about doing my thing. I remember, yeah. Yeah, people think that um, that's that's one thing my, my wife and I have no no problems with is she's cool. She 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 we go to adult clubs together. That's what we do. Matter of fact, when she was younger, she used to work as a waitress in a uh, um, in a topless bar. So uh, we went there, but you know, our friend asked me uh, at the party. I told him that we were going to go to this um, uh, this topless bar, and he goes. Wouldn't it be weird, you know, because, well, let me back up. I told him, I said, yeah, we'll probably go check it out. If there was anybody hot, I'd probably get a dance. Mm-hmm. My wife is okay with me getting lap dances. Yes, oh, I know this. You know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I might get a lap dance if there's someone pretty there or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so um, uh, my friend says, or our friend says, wouldn't it be kind of weird getting a dance from, let's say, Alicia? Like, don't you guys, like, know each other like that? And I said, no, 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 no. I'm not getting a dance with the bartender who we know. I'm getting a dance from somebody else. He goes, oh, because that would have been super weird. Um, clearly, I didn't get a dance with, quote, unquote, Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, but she performed. Um, she did not take off her top. So she kept everything intact. She made buckets of money that night. Well, it was her birthday, right? Buckets, yeah. Because she's a bartender there. Yeah. So she goes on stage and all her, um, how about I say extras, all her... Um, Customers? Customers, locals, yeah. usuals. The usuals. The usuals, is that what they're called? Sure. <laughs> regulars. The regulars. Regulars. Know, that's what it was. The yeah, usuals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the usuals. usuals. What the fuck is the usual? What the fuck? Okay, so, um, no, it was really cool. Um, I got to tell you, though, the club... Um, a lot of the a, a lot of the B squad was out. The C squad was out that night, you know, and 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 because my my sister had her her bachelorette party there. I remember that. Um, I will never forget that, even though I fell asleep halfway through. It's a long story, though. <laughs> and our friend brought out all the big guns. He brought a lot of pretty girls out. Right. Yeah, yeah. This night, no phone calls were made. <laughs> so it was just the bench. That was out. Whoever was going to work that night was working the that night. The subs were out or something <laughs> yeah. because the A-list ones were doing something. The starters were gone that night. Um, so I didn't get a lap dance, but um, it was cool. It was fun. Felt young that night. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Want to parlay this real quick into Father's Day? Yes. I am a father now. I appreciate Father's Day. I would hope so. There's a lot of love that goes around. Um, I went to my in-law's house. Then mm-hmm. I went to my own parents' house. Um... I spent a while trying to explain to my dad what a podcast was. 
I, I, I told him it was like kind of recording. And he's like, like well, like, Dan, I'm kind of like on the radio, but not really. I'm well, on you the know, radio for the internet. I know. I didn't even mention that I have my own. Oh. I just tried to explain to him the concept of a podcast. I uh. said, yeah, it's like, you know how you listen to the radio? He's like, yeah. I was like, imagine you taking that radio and you record it. And he's like, what does it record? I'm like, it records like on the computer. He's like, but I don't have a computer. I'm like, no, no, no. You listen from your phone. He's all, but I use my phone for GPS. I'm like, I know. <laughs> you can use your phone for GPS and you can use it for the pod. The phone has lots of different features. Yeah, yeah. and that, that can work concurrently with each yes. other. Um, and then I try to explain to him, uh, I, I got him a fast track for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he drives around a lot. So the fast track is the thing that lets you get into carpool lanes and yes. holes. Yes. Um, I try to explain that to him. Um, and he understood a little bit of it, but I had my older sister explain to him in general and register him. And so he loved that. Um, one thing I got to do say about Father's Day, I loved it. My wife, my, uh, my kid got me a little card. Uh, wife gave me money, Amazon gift card. Loved it. Great. Um, Father's Day. Um, if I am being absolutely selfish. If I'm being absolutely selfish, if you ask me, Jelani, or ask me, Jelani, what would you like to do on, what, if you could do anything on a day that you're giving to yourself, what would you like to do? I'm not going to ask you that question. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, if you could have any day where you could basically be as selfish as possible and have the day to yourself, what would you do? Just do nothing. That makes sense. Just let me be just what I want to play NBA 2K all day. I want to sit and veg out. I want to go jogging. I want to go, just let me be not a father or have any responsibilities that day. Is that an asshole thing, Jelani? Yes. Does that make sense, though, for me saying that? You want to divorce yourself from being a father <laughs> temporarily on Father's Day. On Father's Day, the day I would like to not be a father. On the day after Father's Day and the day before Father's Day, of course. <laughs> I love day. my child. All I love day. my child. But on that actual day, no, no, no. None of that. Um, or maybe half the day. And I'll give an example. <laughs> I'll give an example. So I told my coworker this. I yeah. said, hey, what are you going to do on Father's Day? She's mm-hmm. like, you know... We're going to go have some lunch and we're just going to kind of be, you know, low key. And, you know, I'm just going to take the kids and just let my, you know, my husband do what he wants to do. And I was like, that's cool. And she's all like, right. Like, you should do that. Like, same thing for mom. She's yeah. like, she said, you know, I'm a mom. She's like, you know what I would like to do on Mother's Day? Not be a mom Mother's Day. Not have the responsibility to do anything. Not have to go out to someone they prepped or planned or just let me do what I want to do. And I'll figure out my day. That it's it, my day. It does make sense. It does make right? sense. But the, when you say it, I'm like, I just want to go ahead and check out on this job. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I, vacation well, my own job. Well, I mean, we had a lot of places to go to that day, yeah. and my wife did. We it wasn't until the afternoon, so most of the stuff started. And my wife wanted me to go with her somewhere in the morning on that Sunday, and then you know I was kind of like I kind of hemmed and hawed about it, and she was like, you know, what, honey, just stay home, do what you want to do, and I'll come back when we're ready to go. So from like in the morning until like two o'clock in the afternoon, I had the whole day to myself. Went for a jog. I watched a bunch of shows. I mean, it was a good day. So I got half of it. But yeah. You got a piece of it. I like that. That was my father's day, Jamal. I like that. I like that. Well, the weekend wrap up segment is over. Time for you to jump back in with because this is this is definitely your stuff. Uh let's get into that pros in different area codes. So I got to tell you, Jelani, tonight NBA draft was happening tonight, Jelani. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It seemed really weird. I saw that while we were getting doing the prep for the show. And who do you think the Los Angeles Lakers drafted, Jelani? The ball guy we've been talking about all this damn time. Lonzo Ball. Yep. Lonzo Ball. Yep. 
will be a Los Angeles Laker, is a Los Angeles Laker. Lonzo Laker, that's his new name. He is a once-in-a-generational player. This kid is going to be fantastic. At least that's what all sides are pointing to. He makes everyone better on the court when he plays. He's quiet. He has very high basketball IQ. They said Jelani, he's in, he has very, very similar qualities as the great Magic Johnson. This is who Lonzo Ball is. And also, he's an L.A. kid. He went to UCLA. His kids went to the high school that was just down the street from our house, Chino Hills High School. You're talking about LeVar Ball at this point when you say his kids. Yes. Because Lonzo Ball does not They're have not kids. They're not kids. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Lonzo Ball. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Look forward to it. Get excited. Because after this happens, Summer League happens, and then the basketball goes on a little bit break. Yes. But Lonzo Ball is a Los Angeles Laker. All right. So get those $5,000 shoes. Did you see LeBron James shaved his head? I did see that. And he it's was good doing, for him, doing right? It's way better for him than what he was doing before. He had that, that struggle Caesar that was going on top of his <laughs> is head. Is that what it was? <laughs> and it was not happening. Can't, 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 can't you like, does it make you like, I, I think an entire basketball, an entire black community breathe a sigh of relief after that a collective just no yeah finally no we're like we're like dude i really need you to let it go because his take it his off. hairline was running scared from his face <laughs> it seemed like that so another sport topic jelani conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather they are going to fight my friend is this gonna be a boxing fight august 26th they are boxing they are putting on gloves and boxing in las vegas so mcgregor can't use any like uh Leg kicks or anything. Explain to folks who Conor McGregor is. Conor McGregor is in the UFC. He is a MMA fighter, mixed martial arts fighter. So he does know some boxing, but typically he's also able to do head kicks and chop kicks and hit, get you on the ground and put you in a submission and do all kind of stuff, all while being as loud and boisterous and flashy as one Floyd Mayweather. So they're like kind of a perfect combination to go against each other. This is the first fight. That has ever merged boxing world and UFC. For a long time, there's been this huge contention between boxing and mixed martial arts. This is the first time it's kind of a marriage of of the two sports. And they are going to be playing. Conor McGregor is going to be playing by boxing rules. They should have found a way to make it so that it was like uh, back and forth. Wait, it's boxing rules, but it's in the octagon. <laughs> I don't know. Something had to be a situation where it's like half and half. So, Jelani, what do you think is going to happen in that fight? I think Floyd Mayweather is going to do the same thing he typically does, which is, I'm going to get these points real quick and set you up. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and dodge, dodge, dodge. Here's a yep. point. Here's a yep. point. Here's a point. Yep. Judges, what'd you say? Thank you. Yep. Yep. Uh, Conor McGregor. So, UFC fights are usually five rounds and five-minute rounds. Professional boxing fights are three-minute rounds at, um, and 12 rounds, 10 or 12 rounds. Okay. Or oh, is it two minutes? Either way, they're much shorter. Conor McGregor has never been past... Um, actually, he has been past five rounds and actually looking five five-minute rounds. And being past five five-minute, he looked exhausted. Imagine ten-minute rounds. And you're talking about... You're not even talking about like some basic fighter, like some basic boxer. You're talking about Floyd Mayweather. Probably the best fight... No, the best pound-for-pound pound fighter we've had in the last 30 years. As far as strategy is concerned. But as far as showmanship... Oh, no, but I not mean, no, yeah. he has a 49-0 record. Exactly. He has yeah. not lost yeah. ever, yeah. ever. He, yeah, he knows how to, to play the game, definitely. Look, they say in boxing, you don't let the judges make the decision, okay? If you can close it out, you close it out. No one has ever been able to do that. So, 
Floyd Mayweather will fight Conor McGregor for multi-million dollars. I would hope so. It better be multi-million We're looking at about $100 million that he will get. Explosive amount of money. And as a matter of fact, if Mayweather wins this fight, he'll have the greatest record in all time of boxing. Beating Rocky Marciano. Uh, He's 49 and 0. This will make him 15 0, claiming the record. So that's what his big plan was. I see what it is. Make a lot of money and be in the record books. The last fight I want to talk about is Canelo Alvarez and Triple G. Do you know who those two fighters are, Jamal? You talked to me about them on a previous weekend wrap up, and that's all I know about them. Good. Because I want to elaborate on this is going to be a once in a generation fight. This is going to be a powerful fight that's actually going to come right after the Mayweather fight in September. This is Canelo Alvarez, who we talked about a few weeks ago, a Mexican fighter, mm-hmm. and Triple G, Gennady Golovkin. This guy is a guy, a fighter from Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. He has a record of 37-0, and 0, and Canelo Alvarez has a record of 41-1. Uh, four, uh, 41 and 1. Do you know who Canelo Alvarez lost against? The only person he's ever lost against? Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather. I kind of thought you would give me a softball question, so I'm like, I'm going to go with this. And it is going to be a fight that, on paper and in reality, is going to be fan-fucking-tastic. Awesome sauce. Looking forward to it. Real quick, though, before we go to the next part, um, Triple G, I like the fact that his name is Triple G because, obviously, I'm a pro wrestling fan, and his name sounds like Triple H, and that's basically a letter right before it. So it's G and an H. Yeah. All right, try to find some connection. I uh, will try to find some connection. To your dorkiness. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Speaking of wrestling, why don't you know this? Why don't you know? Why don't you know? I'm actually going to go first because okay, good it's, segue. It's, it's in reference to Just wrestling. Just do it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um, so in the fantastic, artistic sort of sport of wrestling, what is it to get heat? What is heat? I think someone like slaps in the chest like really hard. <laughs> you get fucking heat. It's like pop when they slap it. Yeah, I've seen those slaps like bam. I'm gonna give you one more try. That was terrible. <laughs> okay, give me a sentence. Can you just give me a sentence? Just see in some sentence. Shawn Michaels, that wrestler, he's got heat right now. Ooh, he got heat. So it could be he's on fire, but that would be too easy. He got heat. Um. I'm like, he's getting tired. All right. You've, you you tried hard enough. <laughs> Valiant effort. Valiant effort. Okay. You were totally wrong. Um, heat is a situation where it's, it, there's two different versions of heat in wrestling. One is when the crowd is booing you because you're a heel. And I actually now ruined the chance mm. to do something later on for wrestling. But whatever. When you're a heel, a basically bad guy character. And you're getting yeah. a lot of people to viscerally not like your character but the intentional way because they want to see you lose and that kind of stuff you've gained heat like you've made them upset with what you've done your your dirty tactics or whatever have made the crowd like no what are you doing out there i can't stand you boo 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 you have a lot of heat that makes sense yeah but the other kind of heat is backstage heat where you fucked up somehow you've made the people who are the brass the people who are actually the bosses upset with you and you're in the doghouse that's also heat Mm, so the, context it's just about context but Got to have it. heat out, in the, out, in the, out on stage is good have heat in backstage is not good it's not good alright heat 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 alright I got some heat for you oh, okay give him with that heat and you've been getting them right the last couple weeks so I'm very bashful about about me telling you I'm, I'm just gonna do it go for it cause I think it's something that's common I think it's something you should know 
You know who America's team is? Yes. Who is it? America's team is the Justice League consisting of Superman, <laughs> Batman, <laughs> Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and oh, The Flash. no. Got him. No. Does it help if I tell you what sport? Sure, maybe. <laughs> hopefully, okay. hopefully it will. Football? Dallas Cowboys. There you go. You well, you okay. actually you you should have fucked you fucked up that I didn't That's I okay. wouldn't yeah. Until you said that, I'm That's like, okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. All right, okay. I'm well, very, I, 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 I'll give you half for that. I give you uh, all right. Partial uh, credit. That's fine. Partial that credit. Matter. I am fine with that. They are America's team because you could have said Patriots if you just like oh America's team. Yeah, but the thing about if I'm not mistaken, the Patriots. If, I don't know how long they've been around, but I do know that I've heard some people, somebody randomly refer to the Dallas Cowboys as that. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why at all, but that's what I heard somebody say. And so when you said this sport, I was like, where did I hear that before? And I reached right back quick <laughs> into the database that is my brain the and random found reference that point. Yeah. It is the Dallas Cowboys. Whew. Jimmy, Whew. Uh, uh, the the owner, actually coined the phrase "America's team." Of course, he would do something like that. This is America's team. America's team. Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that segment is quite over. We both did pretty well. I mean, I did way better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into that dirty pop. Dirty pop, baby, baby, you can't stop. So, Ryan, I want to talk about right off the bat, blackface. All right. Kim Kardashian. Did you see the photo? I looked it up when I saw the notes. <laughs> okay. So there is a photo that um, Kim Kardashian out there, for those who don't see it, you can pause it right now and go and look it up. Um, we'll be here. It is promoting her new makeup. Her new makeup that did very, very well. And her makeup, or not her makeup, her, her picture made her look a lot darker than she normally is. They had two side-by-side photos showing the real photo and the doctored photo or the darker photo. And Twitter got all crazy on her particularly black twitter that's why i'm surprised you didn't hear about it i know i missed this piece yeah no. um that uh there was accusation that the promotional video was much darker tone and that she's trying to leverage being black while not being black well that's what she's been doing for like ever <laughs> it's leveraging being black while not being black what do you think about that I, uh, what are your uh, opinions well I don't know if she because she said I was just really tan. That's what she said. Now, now, quote, now okay. See, now you should <laughs> see what you should have done and just said, you know what? Maybe the people who are doing the retouching, whatever, got kind of crazy with the um, the dodge burn techniques or whatever. But no, you said I just really tan. Shut up, shut up. Now you're lying because yeah, she's co-opting blackness. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I'm you're not, not. You're not mm, a fan. No, not a fan. You should just stay quiet. No, you should have just hushed up. You know, their next baby, they're gonna use uh, a surrogate. I saw that. Did I that that I did see? I did see that. Yeah. She doesn't want to have anything else in their body. That makes sense. I understand. Kardashian blackface. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. So we're going to put Uber in the news again. Uber! Uber. So each week it's worse and worse for Uber. Um, I think it's kind of hit a pinnacle point. Uh, the CEO who went on leave. Remember we talked about that? Yes. He went on leave. He actually resigned. Uh, the gentleman's name is uh, Travis Kalanak. Uh, um, he resigned uh, under pressure from shareholders. So the other guy resigned before, and now the CEO has resigned. No, the CEO went on on. Um, he went on leave before. A leave, exactly. And they said that wasn't enough. I know. So I'm saying, yeah. But previously, when we were the other story situation was the other guy who was beneath him, uh, the guy who talked to Huffington Post, he resigned himself. Oh right, right, yeah. right, right. But this is the CEO. It's the same CEO who I mentioned. Exactly. You want to clarify week. for right. Um, now he was actually a former engineer. Well, actually, let me take that back. Um, how it all happened was that there was a former engineer who left because 
Um, HR ignored her and she made complaints. Multiple investigations were lost, uh, uh, launched. Uh, 20 employees were fired, including executives like we were talking about. Uh, so he took this leave of absence, uh, but it would, shit, it wasn't enough. The investors were like, screw that. We need more permanent change uh, to protect their money. Um, and Uber is still worth $70 billion, Shalana. And I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem, honestly, going forward. Like It's still, you, it's... It's in the, the 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 lexicon of America when we think of that 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 ride sharing. That's right. what you think about, right. no matter what, like the pinnacle, like the brand name. Exactly. Even though Gold Lyft standard. is very very close second, people don't say I'm gonna get a Lyft. Even if even if you are using Lyft, I even say oh I say Uber because that's the thing you say. I don't even use Uber, and we've discussed this before, so it's it's funny. Like so, they're gonna be fine for a little while, I think. And um, just want to announce, Amazon bought Whole Foods. I saw that. Jay Bezos now owns Whole Foods. Yay, Bezos. Bought it for $14 billion, also known as um, Whole Check, because it takes a whole che- uh, paycheck when you go shop there. Heard that phrase before? That's a that's an old comedian's joke. I'm trying to use Is that it a comedian's joke? joke? Yeah, it's a joke. I just use it in our lexicon. Oh, that's I, in our lexicon? I, I didn't hear it from a comedian. I heard it from oh, an average person. Oh, you didn't hear it from, uh, from an average person who probably saw it from that same comedian. Maybe. But now it's in the lexicon. Oh, now it's in. You you, you can't claim it. That it's, you, it's part you, of. You've heard it here first in the Black Tie Fair, folks. <laughs> it is now the it. lexicon. Well, I mean, uh, now Jeff Bezos is the second richest man in the world behind uh, Bill Gates. The idea is that Amazon is now one step closer to... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, one step closer to dethroning Walmart, who is currently the U.S. largest grocer. Well, that's the only thing I kind of think is kind of cool. Because I don't like Walmart. I don't like what it does to its employees, what it does to neighborhoods that it actually when they're built. So I don't have that much of an issue with it. And maybe if all the people who used to work at Walmart start working at Amazon inside of their, their, their um, what's the thing, the, the, the factories and warehouses, then that could be you know, a situation where, all right, cool, you're being treated better, treated fairly. Expect Amazon to use their discount-savvy ways to help cut Whole Foods prices, too, so... Hopefully that'd be a good thing. That's I love Whole up. Foods. That's I just it can't I can't afford it. Oh so yeah, you expensive. go you go to Whole Foods like once a year to, as, a, as a treat. That's what I do. I'm like, well, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy a hamburger from Whole Foods. It'd be great. Whew. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and try to introduce a new segment, something something that uh, was the brainchild of one Patrick. And we're gonna <laughs> most see. of this stuff is my brainchild. No, no, no exactly. No, <laughs> uh, no. I know. I'm giving you. I'm giving you proper credit. Okay, because usually, so I, I'm so adversarial. I exactly. Everything I, you say, it's always like I get on this defense mode. Like, what? What's I, this fool? I, I, I know. I know. I don't know why. So we're, when you compliment me, throws me off. We're supposed to be friends. I don't understand. Anyway, this is uh, single guy, family guy, kind of breaking down what the difference is between you and I a little bit. Go a little deeper as far as how we view the world or how we experience the world, rather. So, um, when I started looking at our lives, I started realizing that. In even the most um, simple ways, uh, we have a lot of differences in how we even experience things. And so I'll give you one example. Uh, like when I go out for a date night with my wife, right? Everything is planned. Jelani, are all your dates, is everything planned down to a T? No, that's... No. So I usually will already have Yelp the restaurant... I okay. Yelp. The, I don't, I barely Yelp restaurants. So I will Yelp the restaurant. I will look at like parking. Okay, I'll try to figure out parking. Um, it there's a lot of planning coordination that's involved. Um, we have to find out who's gonna take care of our kid. We have to make sure it's a day we don't have our kid or mm. that someone is available. Um, I will oftentimes, um, like I said, I look at Yelp. Um, I will strategically try to find parking that's reasonable. 
Um, I will uh, I will have everything down to a T. If anything deviates from the plan A, pretty much screwed. Mm. Is that how you have a date night, Jelani? Um, nothing that you said is even remotely a situation where I'm like, oh, yeah, I experienced something like that. No, because I have a situation where, okay, I have... The gist, the, the, the uh, okay, the, the gist of what I'm going to go to. Like, let's say we're going to go and eat at this one place. If that place is closed or something like that, we we'll eat somewhere else, and then we'll go do that. Or if that's something that we can do, we'll go do this instead. Like, it's a real, not laws that laissez faire, but it's a situation where Very it organic. Can, it sounds like. exactly. It can fly by the seat of your pants if necessary. You can call an audible at any given point in time. <laughs> For instance. When I uh, first met the girl I'm talking to right now, we were going to Ballast Point. And we talked about this in the previous pod. We went to Ballast Point and we were supposed to eat. But because of the fact that yes. they closed it down, we couldn't eat. So we switched it up real quick. Right. We just switched it up. Like change it right there on the fly. You just switch things up. You just alter. Yeah. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, pivot, gotta pivot, do. pivot, pivot, pivot. Yeah. doesn't work that way. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, no. I don't. Yeah. I started myself before we go to the restaurant knowing that I'm going to go to this restaurant to eat. And if it is not open, it damn near torpedoes my day. Because <laughs> I look forward to date nights, Lonnie. We don't have many of these. Of course, no. And so it goes a lot of planning that goes involved. There's a lot of strategies that go involved, particularly when you have a child you have to look after. Most people who are married and have kids, Lonnie, they call it a date night. It's almost like Christmas in many ways. And you are expecting in many ways to get laid. <laughs> that makes sense, yes. I don't know if you are, Lonnie, but part of a great evening of a married couple is you go home, you close the deal. I understand. That's I, what happens. I totally understand. That Not makes- always mandatory, but it is almost an expectation. I, that, that makes sense. Because these sense. come far and few in between. All these things make sense to me. I completely understand. Dates are different from family guys to single guys. That's just one thing I want to bring up. So that was single guy slash family guy. And from time to time, Jelani, if I notice that we have stark differences, I will bring this up again. I like that. I like that. It went it went well. It went well. I, I had my doubts, but it went well. I like it. <laughs> well, thank you, Jelani. <laughs> All right. And so with that, it's time to almost time. The, to oh, the almost, you almost stopped yourself. I know. The almost. It's the almost. The, I'm a human being, and sometimes I make mistakes. <laughs> um, it's time to go ahead and get on that soapbox, our final segment of the day. Let's go ahead and get on that soapbox. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. All right, Jelani. Do you want to go first? I guess I'm going to go because mine's not, mine's not that big of a deal. It's not, it. it's not. I'm mine not. either. Mine. Exactly. I'm, no, I'm yeah. light. I'm yeah, light. Yeah, I'm good. We're both kind of light. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But mine's not even light. It's just it's also short. It's just like something I'm kind of perturbed with. Got it. Remember I was telling you before that show American Gods? Yes. Like that show a lot. Yes. Guess what happened? What? Finished it. Oh. Want to know Why? Yes. Show was eight episodes long, homie. Oh, no. Exactly. So the situation I have a problem with is you have these shows with these super short seasons. Now, I know that when you're on an actual cable channel, they go from like maybe about 10 episodes or so. But this was like one of those hour-long sort of dramas. Give me me them two more episodes, bro. I know that you're just trying it out and trying to feel it out and see what's working, but you, you made me fall in love with the characters. I wanted to know the stories. And now... Everybody's gone. They're all gone. I can watch them again, I guess, but they're gone. Yeah, I think, you know, I feel you on that. Um, but I think in like the UK and Europe, a lot of the shows are really small. They're like five episodes, six episodes long. And then if they get picked up, then they go. But America tends to go like really long on their episodes, particularly network shows. Did you hear a British accent come out of my mouth? 
<laughs> I am not in the UK. I want my stuff <laughs> American sized. I want my stuff American sized. I want my 48 episodes for one season. So I want American sized television. Got it. Makes what, sense. What you got for me? I got you. So one thing I want to talk about is um, Lonnie making it rain. Yeah. Make it rain in the clubs or in the strip club. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. So I observed this when we were at the, you know, the club that you know I talked about earlier. The adult club. The adult club. Um, so first of all, if you're gonna make it rain, you gotta go with like a lot of money, okay? Don't throw five dollars, five single bills. It looks pathetic. How about if you go for making it hail and you just change? <laughs> no, because you could get arrested for assault. For assault. <laughs> um, rule number one of making it rain. You have to really make it rain. You can't try to make it rain. And it has to be <laughs> overdone. It has to be like bombastic. Yeah. It has to be, I have to throw like wads of money at you yeah. and it has to look like it's a music video. Um, if I were to ever make it rain, which I don't think I ever would, I also will make sure the stripper has, I have her attention. <laughs> That she knows where the money is coming from. No, no, that's absolutely true. I will true. get credit. Yes, no, that's for absolutely, doing so. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. That, that has to be the case. If that's not the case, that's a problem already. Because there's some people who walk up, toss the money, and just don't even look back. And I'm like, she didn't even. Yeah, she <laughs> all she knows is a whole lot of money. Sometimes that just happens. I'll see the money that's near me. I just gotta use it to give her. And she's just being retipped. So that goes to my third rule. My question is, what do you do with orphan money? What do you do that money that flies across on your lap? And it's on the floor. You're supposed to pick it up and give it to her. Exactly. Right? I, I do give it to her. I give it to her after she sees me give it to her. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm like, this is yours. You already earned this, yeah. but now you've earned it again. Yeah. Because naturally you would think um, if there's money by you, and sometimes there's piles of money, like dollar bills. Yes. You could just pick it up and slide it right down into your sock or something. Now, what I never do, I don't do that, but, but you're but, right. Uh, but, but I've never done that. Exactly, no, I'm not but saying you have. could. But you could. You're absolutely right. You absolutely That's could. That's absolutely possible. But and most so, folks pick it up and just put it yeah. on. It's not I'm, mine. It's not now, mine. I didn't thing. work for that. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say that I do it because I'm super duper honest. I'm going to say I don't do it because I know there's bounces everywhere. I know I can put the money up and give it to the girl. But if I put the money up and put it in my pocket, there might be a fight. And I'm going to lose that fight. <laughs> but... That is my soapbox, is if you're going to make it rain, there are certain rules you do have to adhere to. One of them is don't make it drizzle. You make it pour and rain. And apparently, based on what you've given me, some feedback I just heard about, don't make it hail, because apparently you get, <laughs> you get charged for assault. So that's, you can. You, you can't can. have that happen. No. Whew. All right. So with that said, Patrick, was that the black tie affair? That's a black tie affair. Absolutely. That is a wrap. As always, go ahead and follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter. We have our Gmail. You can go ahead and email us and talk to us about all kinds of stuff. And if we get enough stuff, email to us. We might have a question and answer segment, which will be glorious. Um, everybody who's listening to us out there, we definitely appreciate it. The people who listen to us in Australia, definitely appreciate you guys all the way on the other side of the world. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. So as always, you know, thank you again once again and good night, Patrick. Go Lakers! Yeah, that too. Lonzo Ball! Peace. <laughs>